Round one. Fight. <laughs> What's going on, BW Sports One World? It's your boy, The Lion. That's right. We are here with Combat Zone, putting them knuckles on your face. Rockstar Realty. Thank you, sir. 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home. Talk to Shauna. Talk to Tucker today. Also, our good friends over at Driving for Dyslexia. 317-643-1105. It's to help research and resources for teachers and uh, students with dyslexia. So great, great charity there. Elite Performance, if you want to get this elite looking body, call Elite Performance today, 765-499-1005. And Aries Academy, Aries Sports Vision Training. I'm telling you guys, if you've never heard of Sports Vision Training, this is the way to move, duck and move from all those punches thrown at you. I'm telling you, check them out, www.aries-academy.com. Now, today is a wonderful day for me. I'm being a, a, a small portion of a fanboy because I am being graced by the presence of 4.0. That is right. Britain Hart. What is going on, dear? Hey, the lion. How are you? I am so happy and so happy to have you back on here over at Combat Zone because we had a big fight happen just one week ago, and congratulations. Gosh, is it? It really is crazy to think it's been one week. So right? time is flying by when you're having fun. I tell you what, but man, training camp and talking to you prior and then being here a week later. It's definitely, um, definitely a feeling and an experience. Yes, I bet it is. So let's talk about, you know, the, the whole weekend kind of. Let's, let's start off by the press conference. The press conference was, was, wasn't too, too bad, you know, but then we moved into weigh-in day and everybody saw what happened at the weigh-in. So we definitely want to hear your first person opinion on weigh-in day. Yeah, so the press conference, like you said, it was, you know, it was a press conference, but it was kind of like a few things that rubbed me wrong in the press conference. So I think it kind of like went over into weigh-ins. And, um, you know, I, I'm saying that, hey, this is this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to rise. And I wanted to kind of be more, um, have a visual message with that. So at weigh-ins, you know, I was thinking I'm just going to go right up and be right in her face. You know, this is my sport. This is my ring. And I'm going to make you uncomfortable as possible. So when I walked up on her, you know, that was my thought process. I was not expecting her to put her hand around my throat. That was crazy. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty normal for someone to get, I mean, I see weigh-in pictures all the time where people are like, this in each other's face so what i did i don't think was really uncalled for or disrespectful i think that it was just my my 
message um, that I'm going to make you uncomfortable in this this ring and in this sport. And um, I think she took it, you know, the past the line with putting her hands on my neck. Um, as you can see, it wasn't like, you know, I, it really triggered. And that's the the fighter in me and the scrappiness and the tenacity that you always see from Britain. But um, I definitely kind of lost it for a minute. I feel really bad because I, I try to be a really good role model to kids. And I know I probably dropped a ton of F-bombs. But that's how you know if I'm mad, that's the first thing. If I start dropping F-bombs, you know that I mean serious business. So I kind of, you know, lashed out on her. And I could tell right then and there, though, she was like, oh, no, like, I awoken a beast, like, you know, it's like, you don't poke the lion when it's sleeping kind of thing. So I think that she really did that, you know, where she poked and tried to ruffle my feathers, it backfired on her because she doesn't know my, my personality. And basically, her not doing her research and knowing how tenacious I am, you know, that's the last thing you want to do is piss off a a scrappy, aggressive fighter because they're going to be going crazy on you. Very true, very true. And, you know, that kind of led into to fight day. So you're sitting back in the back, you know, you you arrive at the arena, you're getting your hands ready, you're getting the mindset ready, you're doing the the pre-fight workouts, you know, you're 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 talking to your daughter on uh FaceTime or you know, however you did. Um what's going through your mind there? Now, I mean, this is obviously it's just another day in the office for you. But obviously, there was a little additional hype towards this one. So kind of what was the difference in every other fight compared to this one pre-fight? You know, the difference was is I had people behind me from all over that had my back 100%. Like, I really knew they had no, like, no doubt in their mind. And so having that support and going through the fight was something that was different. Cause I mean, I have been on a main event before I've mm-hmm. been in featured fights. I've fought for belts. So the pressure, you know, I've, I've been through it. And I think that that experience did help me because I was really relaxed for the fight. When you saw me walk, you know, in the locker room warming up, I was just really, honestly, I really um, followed the advice of a lot of other people and just, you know, took that moment in. I soaked it in. I didn't like, I wasn't fearful about anything. I believed in myself. I believed in the team. I believed in the people around me. And so with that, I mean, I was just really honestly stress-free. I wasn't stressed out at all. It was, like you said, another day at work. And I kept telling myself that, like, Britain, you asked for this. This is something you asked for. You wanted. Don't you dare get scared and make the, and don't you dare let nerves ruin something you asked for. So that's what, you know, I was in a very great mood and all the people around me got my mind right. And my daughter and, you know, just everybody, you know, um, Chapman got me this artwork that he made for me and brought that up to me himself. Like those little things were like monumental to me being so stress-free. Um, and then I think it was just right at the very end. Um, I, I kind of had like a little personal moment in the locker room and my team, you know, they're like, give her like 10 minutes to be by herself. They gave me that 10 minutes. And that was just, I took all, like that was the only 10 minutes of any bit of the fight where I was like, if you had any doubt right now, if you had any like self disbelief or, or self doubt, you better get rid of it right now and right in this place before you go out and step in that ring. And that's what I did. So when I got into the ring, I, I really, just had that feeling I already knew I was gonna win and the fight hadn't even started it it was that powerful of a feeling well like I said you know prior to us uh coming on uh you could tell 
after as being in the fight scene for a while, you can kind of tell people's reaction to certain things. And I told you before, you know, the show started, I could tell how determined you were when I saw you walk out towards the ring. Your eyes had nothing but determination and fire in them. You were ready. And that leads us right in to the fight. Now, granted, we did say kind of that, you know, looking at Paige walking out, it just kind of looked a little, okay, this is my first time type feeling. You know, obviously she's been in the UFC and and other organizations. So the limelight, I don't think was the problem. I think it was these right here that was an issue in her mind and, and knowing that she's going to get hit by a bare knuckle from a fantastic number one contender slash future title holder in bare knuckle fighting championship. So when she got hit, it's like, Oh, it, you know, woke her the hell up, I guess. Um, So kind of explain the ring. You and Paige are in the ring. The ref's there. You're getting ready to go. What is your last thought before that bell rung on that first round? Uh, Be first. That's what I kept thinking. I kept telling myself, like I was like psyching myself up because I really wanted to start strong off the fin or off the start, like Mm -hmm. the first bell, like you know, kind of do it like Yuli did where he got his two second, three second knockout. So I was really kind of thinking like that. I was just running that image back in my head. And I was just like, be first, be first. That, yeah, that's really honestly all I could think of. And it was really important to me because at weigh-ins, you know, there was a little complication back and forth about who touched you first. And I said, you know, tomorrow I will touch you first. So I really wanted to make sure that I lived up to that and, you know, wasn't anything that I compromised at all. So I was really just really anxious to be first. <laughs> Well, you did a damn good job at that because you did take the first step forward. And when that bell rung, you took that step forward. You did see Paige make a a sudden step backwards to maybe just to try to see, you know, how your reach was, what your what your power was behind the punches. And, you know, you're sitting there going in round one and you were ready. And I'm not saying Paige wasn't. But you had been there before. You have been there, done that. Like you said, this is your home. You know, you've been in bare knuckle for a a couple years now. And, I mean, like you said, that's your home. So when somebody invades, air quotes, invades your home, it's time to defend it. So that first round, the bell rings at the end of the first round. How are you feeling? I feel really good. I'm feeling like, yeah, I got this, you know, Um, go in there and continue. You know, she's obviously moving and running from you, you know, be disciplined, you know, don't, don't rush, don't chase her. Um, So I feel like this is, you know, that was some of the flaws in my previous fights is that I'm so aggressive and chase my opponents that I don't cut the ring off very great. So I think that this was an excellent fight to reference that I've, I've learned and kind of mastered the ability to cut the ring off. So that's really what I thought in the first, after the first round is just cut the ring off Brit and, and you'll be good. You're winning this. Well, I mean, I think that you definitely won the first round. Now we've heard that you've said she hits hard. Right. Compared to 
a Beck Rollins punch that you've taken or anybody else in bare knuckle or anybody else in your pro boxing career, where does her punch compare to everybody else that you fought? Yeah, honestly, um, the only other, you know, Alicia Baumgartner, she hits hard. Um, so I definitely give her, you know, the hardest hit as far as with like boxing gloves on. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Alicia and um, Paige kind of have the same thing in common. And this is what a lot of people don't realize is that when I fight people, usually they're the same weight as me. But like if you can see watching the fight, you know, Paige probably was a good 15, 20 pounds bigger than me when she rehydrated. I mean, I, I was walking in at 125. Yeah, she weighed in at 126, but I think that she honestly looked like she rehydrated about 10, 15 pounds. And, and if you kind of watch the comparison in, in the fight, she is just bigger built than me. Like, she's got bigger arms, she's got bigger legs, she's got a bigger everything. So when I'm getting hit by that, it just feels different because she has that 15, 20 pounds force that I'm not used to from fighting people that are more like true 125ers. Mm -hmm. So... You know, she did hit hard, and it did surprise me. Uh, you know, again, it kind of goes back to when I have to jump weight to, to fight with the more competitive females. That's always an obstacle I'm going against and need to be ready for. But she was definitely the hardest-hitting one, you know, being that she was uh, probably a tad bit bigger than me. Just a little bit, right? Right. <laughs> so we're moving into the, the third, the fourth round. You can kind of feel – the desperation out of the Van Zant corner being like, okay, you're either down two to one or three Oh at this point. And that's when as a fan and as somebody that was watching the fight, you can kind of tell that desperation came out because in the fourth round, she did start to kind of be more aggressive and more active towards you instead of kind of sidestepping. It was looking like she was kind of coming at you more often um, than she did in the previous three rounds. Right. Could you feel the difference in the momentum at all? Not necessarily momentum, but the, the feel the aggressiveness uh, from her? Yeah, I think that you're right. I think that she was thinking that I was a, you know, not a great boxer. And I think that she was thinking she could outbox me. But really, what they don't know is I fought the best of the best. So I already have that experience. So when she tried to outbox me, she was like, oh, shit, this isn't working because I am a good boxer. I'm a really good boxer. And so she couldn't outbox me. So she's thinking that I'm, you know, this crazy brawler. And I think once she decided that she can't outbox me, that she's going to kind of brawl with me. I think that she definitely found more success with that, which, you know, that's advice that you would give to anybody who's a good box. You know, when you fi find a good boxer, you out brawl a good boxer. And when you find a good brawler, you outbox them. So that's mm -hmm. just what makes me so dangerous and such a threat is because I can do both. And a lot of people think they can outbox me. But I think that when she, when she tried to outbrawl me, she, you know, kind of was having more success, which was crazy because I think that I was preparing for that the whole entire camp because mm -hmm. uh, people were like, oh, she's going to dirty box you and clinch. But I think that I still won all the clinches. I, I really think even when she turned it up, I think when she turned it up, I was still beating her in the clinches. So it just kind of looked like she was doing better, in my opinion, because she was really finding little to no success outboxing me. And when she brawled me, I, I still feel like I won all those, but it just looked better for her because she was actually doing something. Right. And I agree with that. Now, kind of going back to our conversation previously, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 
when you're in, you're talking about, you know, brawling versus boxing and bear not in boxing with the gloves on, you could do a little bit more of brawling, um, wildly, I guess, because you do have those boxing gloves on and you can block, you know, a little bit more because of those gloves. Now in bare knuckle, it's a little different in my opinion, never been in one, been hit several times with bare knuckles, just never been legal in a ring like this. But, um, you mentioned boxing and brawling, and they're two different things, and I totally agree with that. And some people may not know the difference, but if you are a fan of the sport, regardless of what combat sport it is, there is a difference between boxing and brawling. In bare knuckle, when you're throwing wild outside punches um, like we did see from Van Zant, not necessarily as much as you – because, I mean, let's let's face it. Nine minutes into a fight, regardless of who it is, you're getting – a little winded and everybody is and your arms are getting a little you know heavier every minute going on when you're throwing yeah. those punches when you're seeing an outside punch come out like this your first reaction in my mind and correct me if i'm wrong is to step straight forward into that inside of that person that you're fighting absolutely yeah definitely and you did an amazing job of that. You, Like you said, you were cutting off her, her angles. You are forcing her to be in your pocket, per se, and where you wanted her. Um, I can't say anything more, but then, you know, hey, like I said, I respect Paige Van Zandt as a fighter, but you whooped that ass, girl. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. And she was, you know, she was a hard, you know, a lot of people are like, uh, you know, they, they don't think Paige Van Tan's shit. And they're like, oh, her career was already over. You know, and I feel like people should give her, like, she was training at a top gym. She was, tra you know, it had it was a lot of pressure for her. You know, no one's going to go onto a show and not give their best. So she was really giving her, her her best. And she was a really skilled, talented fighter. It's just, I've been boxing longer. So when people try to outbox me, it doesn't work. It doesn't work the way they think. And then again, I'm that natural brawler and people don't, if they don't take me serious, they don't find that out. They're going to be pleasantly surprised, but she did take an extremely hard opponent. So, um, and, and what people don't know about me is I've been working really like, like overtime this past year to get where I am. So it was definitely well-deserved. So she, she is a good fighter. And I think that she'll give a lot of people some real problems in BKFC. But, um, you know, for me, again, I'm just planning to take over and be the top, no matter what, or who's in front of me. So it was nice to kind of have that feeling. Um, but with her, you know, I felt like it was kind of dominating performance and I really appreciate, like, I think after the fight, I think that she, she noted that and said that, that, it wasn't as close as what people people thought because of of how the exchanges were. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so the fight's over. Your hand is raised. You are crowned the winner. What type of conversation did you have with Paige inside that ring or afterwards? Because I, I we all seen you know the in any time it is a matter of respect for two warriors to sit there and bang for five straight rounds regardless. We saw the, you know, the hug at the end. What was said between you guys at the end of the fight? Right. Well, I think you can hear, you know, she's like, stay humble, stay humble. So I'm sure she didn't want me to go crazy on her, you know, thinking like, you know, especially from the weigh-ins or anything like that. But I wish, again, I told her in the weigh-ins and in the press conferences, I just really wanted the respect from her and her to know my name and, and to, to learn that lesson, basically, that um, when you say you you can beat someone on your worst day, that's absolutely not true because, 
on your best day, you can be beaten too. So mm -hmm. you just really got to keep that in, in mind. And, and um, anyways, but she told me be humble because I'm sure she sent some some kind of like edginess with that. But, um, you know, I, I told her that she did really good and I hope she sticks with it, that it was a tough fight. And that she just didn't realize who I was. And now she does. And she knows that I really am a contender to, to reckon with. Like, I, I'm really one of those people that is really good. Like, when they asked her about the rematch, she was like, man, I got to earn that. Because she she was in there with me and knows how hard and how difficult it was. For her being 100% fully prepared, yeah, the only thing she lacked was, was she didn't have the experience. But now, even with the experience, she knows that she still might. She still knows that she's not going to beat me, even with having that experience experience because I was really tough and did a lot of good things inside that ring with her and she did too so the fact that she realizes that but anyways I, I just told her that I want her to stay with it and don't quit you know even though she's not going to beat me you know there's definitely other fights to be made in BKFC well let's be honest Britt your next fight is not going to be a rematch with Paige Van Zandt because I am fully supporting another rematch that I think the world needs to see and that is a title fight between you and Beck Rollins. Is this in the talks yet? Because I definitely think it should be. I'm sure it is. Um, I think that she's still, like, messing around with Bellator. And um, I think she's doing some things. But, man, if that's a rematch, I, I would want it, you know, 100%. I, you know, feel like I'm way better than when I fought her. And I think that mm -hmm. she's... You know, I think she's done growing. I think Beck Rawlings is just Beck Rawlings. I think you can kind of expect the same thing from her every fight. And um, she's a good fighter, but she's very predictable in a lot of aspects. So I think with me, I'm still I'm still transforming, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing, and I'm you know that's dangerous. That's dangerous to fight. And I think that you know, going into it, you know, I have this really strong fire burning in me where I want to right all my wrongs, and that's one wrong I, I wish I could go back and. And, and fix, and I know that I can. So that would, if that is on the table, I would jump on it. <laughs> well, let's just say that I, as a fan, and I who supports you, I definitely want to see that. Now, if, if, if something happens to where Beck Rollins is not coming back for a while, because I honestly do not see another fight, the next fight in your career being without a title in contention for it. That's where I think the BKFC needs to do with you is give you that title shot, whether it be getting Beck Rollins in for a rematch for it or making her uh, just kind of give it up because she's in Bellator and doing other things right now. So we'll see. Hopefully that goes in your favor and I can't wait to get you back on to, to announce that as soon as it, as soon as your next announcement comes. So yeah. now we're not going to do rapid knockout today. Okay, we're gonna do something else. We're, you're gonna you're gonna help me talk. Have you have you watched? Do you still watch UFC and mixed martial arts at all, or in boxing, or do you are you strictly? I watch and I do I play everything BKFC. No, I watch. I mean, I have been I've been more BKFC here lately for sure, but I still keep up with boxing and MMA. Okay, so instead of the rapid knockout where we talk about your favorite foods and stuff. We're going to break down the, the couple fights coming up tomorrow night. So awesome. we got now, are you familiar with Richard Comey and, you know, Joseph Diaz Jr.? I know that Richard Comey and um, uh, 
Oh, who is it? Jackson Martinez actually got moved up to the main event tomorrow because Joe Smith Jr. and Maxim Vlazov um, were canceled due to COVID. Do you have oh. any insight on the Comey and Martinez matchup? Uh, no, honestly, I, I don't. I haven't been, you know, I haven't really been following that one particular, and they weren't okay. really somebody that I don't know why I wasn't excited as much as everybody else is about that matchup. Well, I'll be honest with you. I put you totally on the spot. So there is no problem with you not having a good opinion, bad opinion, or whatever on any of these matchups. Um, there is another one. Are you are you familiar with Diaz? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he uh, – where'd my note go? Sorry about that. I had it. Um, he is – yeah, he's fighting tomorrow night too for the 130 pound belt, and I lost my I lost my note. So do you think? Let's just go with it. Do you think Diaz is going to lose that belt anytime soon? No, I think he's one of those like you know has something spe- you know something that you can't really train and teach and prepare for. So I mean, I always kind of like those people deep down because they're just like anyone that defies like the stereotypes or the different or the normal. I, I kind of like them. A- like, you know, and uh, flock to them a little bit more. But I, I don't think that he is. Um, I think he's definitely one of those those it factors going into into fighting it and having something inside them that you can't replicate. So do you think he picked a good route instead of baseball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's baseball may not. I can relate. I can relate because I was so good at soccer. So I wanted to play soccer. So it's like crazy that I'm not on a professional soccer team and I, I stuck to boxing and fighting and now bare knuckle. You know, it's funny. I didn't know that about soccer with you until I watched the road to knuckle mania, the documentary that you, excuse me, that you guys were doing, um, leading up to knuckle mania. Excuse me. Woo. My daughter took me out to breakfast. I got eggs, I guess. Um, uh, no. whew. um, yeah. So you're the road to knuckle yes, mania, you're talking soccer. about that. And yeah, I, yeah you're really pretty good. Yeah, that's what uh, your friend that you work with down there was saying on the documentary. You know, she was surprised that you didn't go further in that. Yep, I know. I played when I went to Lynchburg College. I played there, and I had this like super iconic goal against. Um, I think it was like JMU, and uh, it was like the coolest goal I've ever scored in my life. It was definitely one of those movie moments. But I thought right then and there, you know. Soccer was it for me, but you know, little did I know. Things change. <laughs> no, it's in the stars now. Yes, yes, you're not going anywhere, and you better not because we, as fans, definitely want to continue seeing you fight. Oh, you have trust me, this is not the last. I was even, we were in the gym yesterday joking around. I was like, you know what. Cause they were like saying, you don't need to, you know, people like you don't need to fight a bare knuckle. How, how many more do you really have in you? And I'm like, you know, honestly, I could have a million dollars right now and like the nicest house, the nicest car. And you know what I would still want to do and what I would like be hurt and broken hearted if I couldn't is train for a fight. Like it's just something in the training and preparing for a fight. That's like the greatest feeling of 
all the time. So even if I had like, you know, tons of money, I would still fight. So right now I'm like, when am I going to fight again? I'm really anxious to like find out what I'm, what I'm going to do or who I'm going to fight for the belt. When is that going to happen? So I'm definitely ready to train and be back in the gym and, and just make 2021 like insane. So is 4.0 going to like 18.0 now? So my plan with 4.0 is to, to go to 10. So I okay. feel like in my life, in my career, I want to grow till 10. And when I'm heart 10.0, that's going to be like my retirement fight. I'm going to retire from fighting as a 10. And, um, you know, I have gone through all those versions. So it kind of will be sentimental. So that's what I'm working for. I'm not working like, hey, I have five more years in boxing. Um, or two more years in, in BKFC. I'm just going to be like, hey, I got 10 versions of myself moving forward in this fight. Once I get to the 10th version, that's good enough for me. That means I reached what I wanted to do in my career and I'm done. So I still well, got a lot of ways. I'm not even halfway there. I was going to say, uh, hopefully, I'm selfish fan at uh, speaking on this. Hopefully, it's not six more fights and that's it. You know, 4.0, 5.0, 6.0. Hopefully, we get to see a lot more Britain Hart coming up. Yeah, I think 4.0 is going to stay around for a while. I think 4.0 is doing pretty good. So, um, you know, just building on that. So there's no need for me to really transform. I think I'm on the same page. Um, and as we move up higher levels and stuff like that, and I get belts and I change as a fighter, um, I kind of have to earn that number change, you know? So I'm sure after I get like a, you know, I earned 4.0. So I think after I get like the title or something like that, then I'll change to 5.0. But I got to get a title first. Well, that's coming. Like I said, it better be next. Now, all right. So we're going to flip over to UFC. UFC 258 tomorrow night. Usman versus Burns. Uh, Kamaru Usman, Gilbert Burns. To me, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical on this matchup, honestly. I don't know who else you would have really put in at this time. but. To me, Usman sitting at 17-1 and one and with a five-inch reach uh, advantage over Burns. I just don't see Usman getting beat this one. What are, what are your thoughts on this fight? Yeah, I, I kind of go with the person with the longer reach um, in close ones like that because it's kind of like they don't have an excuse to not. You know, they, they're the taller fighter. If they're equal in skill and talent, if they can't use that reach to their advantage, then uh, they maybe didn't deserve to win because it's kind of like a thing being you know more strategic and showing that you can be disciplined and and use that reach to your advantage when you have it you know mm -hmm. now the only thing i could say is uzman uh potentially anybody any given night like you say could lose a fight anything can happen all it has all it takes is that one button hitter uh, but the ground game for burns may be a small advantage over uzman but he's got to get him there first. So, and that's the difference in between mixed martial arts and boxing in general, but bare knuckle boxing, because there is no, none of that worries about the kicks and elbows and going to the ground and all that. But so, you know, I, I'm going to lean towards Usman. I'm going to go with you because you're smart and I'm going to, I'm going to go off against smart people. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. That sounds good. Good. Pick. All right. Good deal. I like that. All right. Britain, it has been a fantastic time having you back on here at Combat Zone. What do you have to say to your fans, and who do you want to give some shout-outs to? The floor is yours, dear. Awesome. Well, definitely shout-out to you for reaching out 
and um, being so awesome and supportive. So really just thank you again. I can't say it enough for how many times I need to say it is there's so many people that believed in me, supported me, showed me love. And, and this really is to them. And thank you for how much it's made me stronger and grow. Um, I definitely had sponsors in this camp, in this um, main event that believed in me. So veteran farms, Royal Kratom, um, hit five, Fusion CBD products, Be Lit Organics, Richie L. Tuck and Son, Afton Service Center, um, Kevin Smith with Smith Brothers Combat Sports. Uh, I, I really, truly could have not had this camp be successful and recovered and repaired. And, and you know, I really took minimal damage. So thank you guys so much for helping in that whole process. Um, it was definitely a team thing. My, my gyms came together, my old home gym, Lux boxing gym and my new home gym, um, with Haas, coach Haas and everybody at knuckleheads. Um, they were, you know, definitely crucial to this transformation and crucial into making me who I am today. Um, and of course my, my friends and family back home and my two kids, Peyton and Paris, they definitely give me that fire to burn right, um, inside and keep at it. So again, you know, I'm with my friend right now, Tasha, and I'm just so appreciative to have her, you know, to, to come back to a families that really, really proud of you and do like the, this, you know, like celebration things that they do. It means a lot to me. So thank you. I appreciate it. Look for a Britain heart in 2021 to be definitely, I've risen. I'm here to rise. I'm here to fight for that place at the top and for that title and definitely look for exciting things to come. Well, Britton, thank you again for your time and the opportunity to speak with you. I love having you on the show. I love watching you grow. I love seeing your hand raised in that main event fight. And do I see a happy birthday thing behind you? Is yeah. it a birthday? I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, so that's why she did it. So it kind of was just a whole great moment altogether because my birthday was February 2nd. Uh -huh. So that was my birthday. So I was in a plane flying all day for the, the second, which I'm not complaining because I was with my coach and we had Banana Foster. So it was great. But then the fight was the fifth. So it's like, congratulations for winning this awesome fight. And then Valentine's Day is this weekend. So it's just all three great occasions to just feel love. And um, yeah, so we're celebrating all three of them today. Well, again, thank you. Congratulations. And we will have to talk about that quote unquote feeling next week on Quantum Inspirations with Monica P. I, I thank you for coming on with her because I, I know you two will be awesome together and we could tell the world what you meant. And that's why I stayed off of it, folks. That's yeah. why I stayed off of it because I cannot wait to have these two wonderful women together on the same show talking and explaining about what you meant when you said you're a feeling because I understood it. She understood it after I showed it to her. And I can't wait for you to make the world understand what you meant. Absolutely. Thank you. That me, yeah, that's definitely a whole conversation in itself, but it's definitely a good one and it will make sense when people listen. So be excited. I can't wait for next week to do that. And uh, for everybody else, definitely make sure you stay tuned for it because it's a good one. Love it. Britain Hart, folks. That's right. 4.0 going strong into 2021. Thank you again, Britain. We will talk to you later. And as always, Combat Zone is where you get your combat news. And we are out for the night. We will see you next week, 730 Eastern Standard Time 
on Friday night. Britton, have a wonderful day. We will see you next week, dear. All right. See you. You guys have an awesome weekend. Thank you. You as well. Peace.